0: Taiwan has announced a two-week entry ban on Indonesian migrant workers starting December 4th. The temporary ban comes amid an uptick in imported COVID infections in arrivals from the country.
1: 48 Indonesian migrant workers were diagnosed with COVID in Taiwan in the past six days alone. The ban is expected to affect a total of 1,350 foreign workers.
2: Today, we're reporting 24 new imported COVID cases. 20 arrived from Indonesia, two from the U.S., one from the U.K., and one from the Philippines. The 20 cases from Indonesia were detected during comprehensive testing at quarantine centers. A total of 939 people were tested. 23 tested positive. We announced three of them yesterday, and today we're announcing the other 20.
3: Since the start of the pandemic, Taiwan has reported a total of 583 imported COVID cases. Migrant workers accounted for 107 of those cases. Among them, 83 were Indonesian nationals. 48 of them were found in the past six days, and 21 of them had left Indonesia with proof of a negative PCR COVID test. On Monday, the CECC announced an entry ban on Indonesian migrant workers.
2: What we can see is that the epidemic is getting worse in Indonesia. The situation is getting more and more severe. We believe that public health measures taken at the training facilities in Indonesia may be insufficient. In addition, there are discrepancies between the negative test results and the actual situation. So we've decided that for two weeks between December 4th and December 17th, no Indonesian migrant workers will be permitted to enter Taiwan.
3: According to the Ministry of Labor, there are more than 193,000 Indonesian nationals working as caregivers in Taiwan. That's the most of any nationality. In contrast, just over 29,000 caregivers come from Vietnam and another 29,000 hail from the Philippines. Some say the entry ban on Indonesian workers could create a caregiver shortage. We
2: Take the average family like us. My husband and I both work, and nobody else in the family can take care of our elders. That's why we hired a foreign caregiver. So this situation is worrying. Without caregiver, there would be crippling issues in our family. Indonesian nationals make up for 70% of caregivers in Taiwan. So if the ban continues, that would have a huge impact, giving the demand for caregivers in Taiwan. We've been working with the Ministry of Labor since the COVID outbreak at the start of the year. We've extended the period migrant workers in the industrial sector and in caregiving can stay in Taiwan, so they don't have to travel around so much. Now we have this two-week entry ban. If the residence period expires, we will actively assist their employers in obtaining an extension.
3: According to the Ministry of Labor, there are almost 700,000 migrant workers living in Taiwan, mainly from Indonesia, the Philippines, Thailand, and Vietnam. Indonesian nationals make up 38 percent of foreign
1: laborers. Taiwan announced 24 new imported COVID infections on Monday. That's the most in a single day in nearly eight months.
0: The record rise came a day before new COVID prevention rules were scheduled to come into effect for the winter season. Starting Tuesday, mask flouters can be fined by up to 15,000 NT.
1: Also starting Tuesday, all arrivals to Taiwan will be required to provide proof of a recent negative COVID test.
2: Winter COVID rules kick in December 1st. The day before, notices were up in many public
4: spaces.
3: (laughs) Stricter public health regulations will come into effect on Tuesday. Masks will be compulsory at eight types of public spaces, including places of worship. This temple is already prepared to enforce the regulations. It's already got temperature checks for visitors who are told to put a mask on.
2: Starting December 1st, masks will be mandatory in eight types of high risk public spaces. They are hospitals, mass transit, places of worship such as temples and churches, libraries, cram schools, KTVs, and performance spaces, as well as some businesses like banks. Not wearing a mask can incur a fine of up to 15,000
3: NT. That's how it should be. It's for our personal safety.
2: Most people were already wearing their masks on Monday over at the airport it was a tide of humanity as taiwan nationals rushed home to be the december first deadline
3: i was originally going to return in early december but i decided to come back a few days earlier after all i can work remotely if i hadn't come back early i would have had to go to the hospital or clinic twice overseas I would have had to make two trips because you have to wait a day to get your results."
2: Starting December 1st, all arrivals to Taiwan, including Taiwanese, will be required to present proof of a negative PCR COVID test taken in the three days before arriving in Taiwan. There are exceptions for emergencies such as funerals, for people who are unable to get tested in the country of departure, and for certain cases approved by the Central Epidemic Command Center. Falsifying or failing to provide proof of the test can be finable by up to 150,000 NT. The CECC is also incentivizing hospitals to set up reporting and testing. Over in Taidong, 96 elementary and 22 junior high schools are being thoroughly disinfected. With winter just around the corner, Taiwan is ramping up its COVID defense.
0: The government has issued nearly a 1,000 employment gold cards to foreign professionals so far this year. That's more than the number issued in 2018 and 2019 combined.
1: Officials said the increased interest in the gold card is due to Taiwan's COVID containment measures, its strong tech sector, and effective promotion of the gold card program. The employment gold card is open to foreign nationals with highly specialized skills in a broad range of fields. Gold card holders enjoy relatively flexible work and residence rights in Taiwan. According to government data, about 1,500 gold cards have been issued since its launch in February 2018. The government says it will investigate a new political talk show that may be in violation of cross strait relations.
0: This online-only show is produced by China's Southeast Television, and it features well-known Taiwanese pundits with largely pro-China views. In a statement, the government said that Taiwan nationals must have permission from the competent authority before collaborating with the CCP.
1: It said an investigation will be launched into the show and that violations will be handled according to the law.
4: A phalanx
3: of Taiwanese pundits appears in this promo for diverse voices from the Taiwan Strait. The show is billed as a special program by Southeast Television, and it's aired by China's Baidu.
2: The People's Liberation Army, I feel that when it's time to strike, it will strike. It will strike the easy targets, it will strike the tricky targets, it will fight to win, and if it cannot win, it will fight anyway until it prevails in the end.
3: The commentary trends toward defeatism, with a bleak outlook on Taiwan's military prospects. Full shows can be accessed by downloading a mobile app. According to a teaser, the program features former lawmakers Alex Tai and Chou Yi, former Taipei Deputy Mayor Li Yongping, and other notable figures. What the program does not have is a host, and the camera only ever shows Taiwan nationals. According to a lawmaker, the show may be designed to exploit a loophole in the law. Southeast Television had previously operated a studio in Taiwan where it produced talk shows with a host. Earlier this year, its two Chinese journalists were stripped of their permits for their role in the show in order to leave the country.
2: After we exposed Southeast Television, it came up with a different format. The show has no street interviews and no host. It simply has Taiwan nationals making the show themselves. But just the same, it could be in violation of the act governing relations between the people of the Taiwan area and the mainland area. Because no matter if you're a Taiwanese person, institution or organization, if you want to have any cooperative relationship with the CCP, you need to get approval from the competent authority. This show is absolutely the work of the united front, of the campaign for infiltration. It's absolutely questionable in the eyes of the law. So I hope that these agents in Taiwan can learn to have some self-respect." I watched the content of diverse voices from the Taiwan Strait The content seems like statements from China's Taiwan Affairs Office, except the people saying it are Taiwanese pundits. So does this show infringe on national security laws? I feel that our national security units should investigate this carefully."
3: The Mainland Affairs Council said that Diverse Voices from the Taiwan Strait is a political program involving cross-strait relations. By law, any Taiwan citizen or group needs permission from the competent authority before entering into a cooperative relationship with the CCP. It said that if Taiwan nationals make statements that are in line with the political goals of the CCP, they will be subject to investigation by the Ministry of Culture. Infractions will be handled according to law.
0: The NGO Taiwan Foundation for Democracy has unveiled the winner of its annual Human Rights Award. The honor goes to the Asia Pacific Forum of National Human Rights Institutions. It's
1: an organization headquartered in Australia with regional offices that handle complaints, conduct investigations, and provide advice related to human rights issues.
2: Legislative Speaker Yoshi Kun, who is also chairman of the Taiwan Foundation for Democracy, announces the winner of the 15th Asia Democracy and Human Rights Award. It's the Asia-Pacific Forum, whose goal is to strengthen and protect the human rights of vulnerable groups in the Asia-Pacific.
5: APF members have been strong and vocal advocates for the rule of law.
2: Besides advancing the rights of women and girls, the Asia Pacific Forum also helps countries build human rights institutions. It holds a summit each year and has an advisory council of jurists that gives practical support to forum members. The speaker said that Taiwan, as a beacon of democracy in Asia, was conferring the award to demonstrate support for democracy and human rights.
3: Taiwan's National Human Rights Commission was established on August 1st. At the inauguration ceremony, President Tsai Ing-wen said she hoped the commission would serve as the conscience of the nation. Although Taiwan has long been unable to participate in the human rights mechanisms of the United Nations, we continue to conduct routine self-assessments in accordance with the standards of the UN's Human Rights Convention.
2: Competition was fierce this year for the Asia Democracy and Human Rights Award, with nominees from Australia, the U.S., and India. The Taiwan Foundation for Democracy said it was grateful to the work of all nominees and hoped they would continue to advocate for democracy.
1: More U.S.
0: sanctions could be ahead, and this time, a major Chinese chip tester is on the chopping block. According to Reuters, Washington is considering a blacklist on more Chinese firms, including Stats Chip Pack, the world's fourth-largest packaging and testing plant. The ban is expected to benefit Taiwanese chip packaging and testing providers. During trade on Monday, chip tester Orient Semiconductor Electronics closed up 2 percent. Another chip tester, ASE Group, hit an intraday intraday high of 81.8 NT, setting an 11-month record could Taiwan be closing the gap in income inequality for the first time the percentage of low-income earners has dropped below 30 percent of the total workforce according to the latest government data
1: meanwhile the average monthly salary increased to 40,439 NT or about 273 NT year-on-year the numbers look good but experts say they don't tell the whole story
5: producing her salary slip, this dispatch labourer, who goes by the name Yo-Yo, was making a salary of over $30,000 a month last year. After the pandemic hit, it plummeted to $13,000. In the end, she was even forced to leave her job. With Lunar New Year just around the corner, she has no idea where she will work next. I'm worried that the Lunar New Year is coming soon. Everyone's probably staying put in the same job and probably thinking of finding a new job after the Lunar New Year. Like Yo Yo, many workers have been affected by the epidemic. The Directorate General of Budget Accounting and Statistics announced its latest survey of salaries for May this year. The survey revealed that the number of people working part time or on contracts in atypical work decreased by 20,000 compared with the same period last year. It's the first decrease in nearly nine years. The proportion of employees with a salary of less than 30,000 NT dollars also dropped below 30% for the first time, decreasing by 270,000. Meanwhile, people with salaries of 50,000 NT dollars or above increased by around
4: 30,000 people.
5: The impact of the pandemic has caused more economic activity in high-paying industries. So there are more high-salaried people. However, with low-paying industries, it's possibly because with low-paying service industries, managers are not reducing workers' hours, but instead are laying them off directly. So those people are leaving the workforce and are not counted as salaried workers. Scholars also point out that international organisations such as the OECD have also warned that the need for long-distance work produced by the epidemic has made it easier for knowledge workers to retain their jobs. There are fears this may deepen income inequality and widen the gap between the rich and the poor. To work remotely you need gadgets and to be capable of working digitally. Generally speaking, people with higher incomes have these kinds of digital devices and digital capabilities. But people with low incomes or in comparatively vulnerable economic positions do not have them. Although Taiwan's degree of income inequality is not as bad as other countries, owing to its effective management of the pandemic, Scholars still want to remind the public that many workers from traditional industries are still on unpaid leave, a phenomenon that the government should pay more attention to. Taiwan and France have close and
1: long-standing ties in areas like education, culture, food and science and
0: technology. Stephanie Yang sits down with France's representative in Taipei, who talks fine wines, student exchanges and the future of Taiwan-France collaborations
6: every year seven million people visit the Eiffel Tower making it one of the world's most popular monuments other than its historical architecture France is also famous for its wines.
7: Uh, French wines uh, it's a very long story which started in uh, the Middle Ages and even before during the Roman times.
6: French office in Taipei director Jean-Francois casabon massanoff says what makes French wine unique is its long history as well as France's terrain. There are also strict rules governing wine production.
7: I am a lawyer at the beginning, and a good law is based on reality. It cannot force uh, something which is against the population or the tradition, and as I described, Uh, before the tradition of wine is very important and very ancient and then came the law to organize it to protect it to make uh, that every uh, um, region has its own way to prepare its wine
6: in taiwan the french office works with local partners to promote france's fine wines recently it co-organized a wine tasting to connect french wine producers with taiwan professionals
7: Even with the COVID the pandemic it's more complicated but still we can organize that kind of meeting to help uh, the uh, local uh, uh, traders Uh, who will reach the consumers here to discover new uh, French ones, or maybe ancient, but they don't know them uh, already, to make them uh, connect uh, to each other.
6: Over the past few years, Taiwan and France have maintained close ties in areas such as human rights, culture, science, technology and food. Kasabon Masanov says that education is a priority for French-Taiwan collaboration in the near future.
7: Uh, One of our Big priority is to have more students, French students coming here in Taiwan to study, and Taiwanese coming in France to study uh, as well. We try to have more uh, engineers, more uh, scientists, scientists, uh, because uh, France is a, uh, has a, an old tradition in uh, in sciences and in uh, technology, in innovation today, in startups, and I think that. Beautiful connections, which could be uh, occur more often, uh, between the know-how here in Taiwan, which is very strong and very efficient, and the creativity we have in uh, in uh, in France. And for that, we need more people to connect each other, young people. So the priority is to have more Taiwanese uh, students, uh, scientists, uh, engineers, uh, coming to spend some time in France, and more scientists and engineers, French ones, coming here in Taiwan.
6: This December, Taiwan's foreign ministry plans to open a new office in Exxon, Provence. Kasaban Mazenov says Exxon, Provence offers rich opportunities for advancing bilateral ties in sectors like tourism, technology and even opera.
7: would be very happy to see uh, cooperation in the field of opera because Aix en Provence is very known in Europe for its uh, its festival of opera and uh, uh, maybe there could be a connection between uh, uh, French singers and, uh, and Taiwanese opera singers.
6: Hasabon Masanov has served as a French office in Taipei director since 2019. He said the French office in Taipei will be moving to a new location in Taipei 101 by next March, where it will continue with exciting projects to promote the bilateral relationship. For Mosa
0: News, Stephanie Yang, Huang Pinghan in Taipei. Doctors are urging women not to skip their regular breast cancer screenings. Some women may be hesitant about getting their regular chest x-ray, perhaps thinking they're not particularly at risk.
1: But as one doctor explained to us, that may not be the case. The benefits of getting your regular check are well worth the effort.
5: Regular screenings can help prevent breast cancer. Our reporter went to ask women on the street if they had one.
4: I've heard people say the mammogram was painful, so I don't want to do it. Also, I'm not old enough yet.
5: Two out of three people surveyed hadn't had a screening, but doctors advise women not to skip their mammograms.
4: We can see symptoms of early stage breast cancer, for example, tiny calcifications.
5: Some people are hesitant to get x rays as radiation can, in theory, harm the body. But doctors say it's something not to be too worried about.
4: The actual dose of radiation that you come in contact with through a mammogram is extremely small. It's only about 0.7 millisieverts. An assessment by the U.S. Health Physics Society proposed that the likelihood that cancer risk can be increased by an annual radiation exposure of up to 50 millisieverts a year is very unlikely.
5: Many women attempted to skip mammograms if they have no family history of breast cancer or haven't found a lump in their breast.
4: In our clinics, we find that the majority of breast cancer patients have little or no family history, so you can't assume you're fine just because of that. Secondly, you should still be very careful even if you haven't felt any lumps. In its really early stages, breast cancer presents just like very tiny calcifications like tiny grains
5: of sand which are impossible to sense. Doctors hope to bust breast cancer myths. Apart from avoiding long-term usage of the contraceptive pill, the best way to prevent breast cancer is getting regular checks. If the thought of an uncomfortable mammogram is putting you off, there are ways to make it
4: easier. Avoid doing it while you're on your period because the breast can naturally swell or feel tender in that time. So pressing them will, of course, be even more uncomfortable then. Secondly, prepare yourself mentally. When you know that a mammogram is a really big way to protect your health, you will feel more able to accept the slight discomfort that it involves.
5: Doctors stress that detecting breast cancer in its earliest stages can reduce the risk of needing a mastectomy and raise the five-year survival rate to 90%.